Much like King Tommen nosediving to his doom, Game of Thrones basically offed itself and ended awkwardly. Seriously, how do you go from the most beloved, merchandise-heavy series to a show that nobody even wants to acknowledge anymore? And while I'm on board that the finale used endlessly bad logic that rightfully upset every loyal fan, I do disagree that the entire series should be tossed aside over it. So let's start talking about Game of Thrones again because like it, love it, or hate it, it still has some of the most intriguing and interesting characters ever brought to life. One character in particular that I think gets completely undervalued is Drogon, the massive red dragon who disappeared after the death of Daenerys Targaryen. It can be easy to miss since dragons don't speak in this universe, but aside from being a big scary beast, Drogon is actually a lot more interesting than he gets credit for. So let's break down the mother of dragons, Drogon, and their unusual relationship. Hi guys, I'm McGann, and welcome back to the Fangirl, where I finally have a new excuse to talk about Game of Thrones. But before we go deep dive into Drogon, we have to back up a little bit and understand some things about Daenerys Targaryen, Mother of Dragons, yada yada yada. Now, if you've only seen season eight once, it is really interesting to go back and watch it again now that you're more emotionally detached from the characters. Don't get me wrong, the last episode is still horrendous and I wanted to punch the screen when the guy who doesn't care about anything gets crowned King of Westeros. But there are a lot of details that are easy to miss when you're watching the series for the first time and being traumatized left and right. So looking at Daenerys, she was a huge fan favorite who just seemed to snap in the next to last episode when she starts murdering everyone mercilessly. But if we follow Daenerys' story very diligently, that damn always had cracks in it. Everybody just kept ignoring them. Game of Thrones starts having Daenerys as a young, naive girl who's being sold into marriage by her manipulative brother Viserys. At this point, Daenerys is just a pawn in the game because brother wants to use his sister's husband to wage a war and reclaim his throne in King's Landing. But her brother ticks off her husband, called Drogo, and Viserys gets brutally murdered in front of Danny, who doesn't even bat an eye about it. In fact, if anything, Daenerys seems almost flattered by the action that her husband killed her brother. And then she names her golden dragon after him. And I mean, sure, big brother was not a good guy. He needed to go eventually, but you would think that she would still mourn a little bit. Like, oh no, the only person I've had with me for my entire life is gone. I'm kind of lost and sad now. Then Drogo and Daenerys' son both die within a few days of each other, which prompts Danny to just burn herself alive with her petrified dragon eggs that, surprise, hatch into real dragons. Now, I think it is important to note that Daenerys walks out of that fire unsinged because the show really never talks about it again. However, that moment can lead us to one of two conclusions. Either the Lord of Light was watching over Daenerys and let her live, or the legends are really true and Targaryens have dragon blood in their veins. And I really think that the latter is the truth due to Danny's overall fate and her connection
interaction with Drogon, but I'll circle back to that in a minute. So, at the time that these dragons hatch, Daenerys has just lost the three most important men in her life. Her brother, her husband, and her son. But she gives herself no time to grieve, mourn, or process their passing. Instead, Daenerys jumps straight in to making plans to reclaim the Iron Throne for herself, even though that was something important to her brother, but not really to her. That's because Danny was running away from her problems, her overwhelming emotions, and she was trying to find a goal, a purpose, you know, really anything to keep her busy so that she never had to unpack that grief. So aside from planning to take over Westeros, Daenerys uses her dragons as surrogate children to replace her dead son, and she fills the other voids in her life with Sir Jorah Mormont. Now, she doesn't want Jorah as a romantic partner, but as a father-brother-husband type figure, Jorah is a perfect fit to make Daenerys feel secure and empowered. So as Danny collects armies, she starts to realize that she knows nothing about being a ruler, and that being the breaker of chains doesn't really work if she doesn't have a replacement social structure lined up. And at the same time, her dragons have gone from cute little babies to toddler-eating monsters that she can't control. Now here's where it gets notably odd. Two of the dragons get locked up in the dank catacombs to avoid any more baby munching, but Drogon never gets caught. Actually, Daenerys even lets it slip that she has no idea where Drogon is, but he He's been spotted all over the eastern countries. But it was as if Drogon knew what was waiting for him if he came home to Mommy Dearest. And that's very strange because if Drogon is infamous for terrorizing goat farmers and eating their children, then that means that Drogon typically stays close to home. So did Drogon just decide it was suddenly time to go see the world? Maybe. But with the timing, it seems that Drogon knew what Daenerys was thinking, so he took off before she could act. Now, that issue alone wouldn't be much to go on, but later, when the Sons of the Harpy attack Daenerys and things look really grim, we get a deuce ex Drogon falling from the sky to collect his mother and take her away from danger. But wait, Drogon's been MIA and impossible to control for months now, so how did he even know that Daenerys was in trouble? I believe that Daenerys's dragon blood is connected to Drogon in a way that forms a psychic link. And the list of examples goes on. Anytime that Daenerys gives a command, usually Dracarys, which is like the equivalent of saying, Charizard, use flamethrower, Drogon knows exactly what to do. Whether the intent is to burn down an armada or to kill one individual, Drogon never confuses his mother's commands, even though he's proven to be untrained time and time again. It's as if Drogon can see into Daenerys's mind and pick out exactly what she wants. And that is very clear when we get to the episode The Bells, where King's Landing gets turned into ashes. Basically, the lead up into that episode is that Daenerys has lost everybody who's close to her, and she doesn't trust anybody who's left. Ser Jorah, who loved Daenerys so purely and authentically, died defending her. Both of her smaller dragons, Rhaegal and Viserion, had been savagely killed in front of her, which to Danny was like having even more 
four of her children die right before her eyes. Then Masande had just been beheaded due to Cersei Lannister's ego, so all that was left was Drogon the Terror Dragon and Grey Worm the Extreme Warrior. Once Daenerys used Drogon to destroy all of Westeros' protective forces, she heard the bells of surrender, and that completely set her off. But it is important to realize that Daenerys had been in such a bubble before. She always had people protecting her, and very few people ever trying to tell her no or keep her in line at all. So when Cersei really challenged Daenerys and didn't back down, Daenerys responded like a toddler having a tantrum. And that conflict compacted with the fact that Daenerys never really gave herself a moment to grieve her loved ones. Danny may have been really hurt and upset and locked herself away for a while, but she always kept her eyes very focused on the prize. So suddenly those bells are ringing and the prize just isn't good enough anymore. Now she needed vengeance because not only were the might of her dragons and armies completely ignored by Cersei, but Cersei also backed out of her promise to help the North win the battle against the Night King's army. So after Danny had to suffer and lose so much, she was going to ensure that that favor was returned to Cersei Lannister. And by that point, anybody who followed Cersei or who looked for her for protection were now enemies of the Targaryens. So burn them all, as her father would say. And that entire time, Drogon knew that his mother wanted the city leveled, and he manages to do so without picking off a single Daenerys supporter, or at least as far as we can tell. And by the time the smoke has settled and Danny is giving a speech to her soldiers about continuing the good fight, Drogon and Daenerys are shown to almost be the same being. His wings lined up to look like her wings, and when Daenerys says something rousing, Drogon reacts enthusiastically like he understands. It's almost as if the dragon is warging the human. Then we come to Daenerys's last moments alive. She's looking at the Iron Throne and kind of professing her love for Jon Snow, and then Jon Snow kills her. It's a very sudden death, and Daenerys really didn't have time to think or react before it happened. And within a heartbeat, Drogon shows up. I know he was already right outside the castle, but he shows up in the throne room the instant Daenerys dies. And that means that Drogon had to be feeling something or seeing something to know to appear. And instead of burning Jon Snow to a crisp, Drogon melts the Iron Throne. That moment is so metaphorical that it's almost confusing. How could a dragon know the symbolism of a sword throne? Well, he doesn't. But if he were psychically linked to Daenerys, he would know that the Iron Throne was her last thought. And with a dagger sticking out of his mother, it wouldn't be hard for Drogon to come to the conclusion that, hey, mom was just thinking about this throne, so the pointy chair must have stabbed her because mommy loves Johnny. And because Daenerys was stabbed so abruptly in the gut, she didn't see it coming. So if Daenerys didn't see that blade coming for her, then Drogon wouldn't have seen it through a psychic link. And even though Jon's biological 
biologically a Targaryen too. Don't forget that Daenerys's mother and father were actually brother and sister, so that incest dragon blood thing is a little stronger with her. Jon has an outsider Stark as a mother, so he may not have that DNA to be able to communicate with the dragons like Daenerys does. So instead of going after Jon, Drogon attacked the thing that hurt Daenerys and caused her the most pain, which also happened to destroy that metaphoric wheel that his mother wanted to break. Maybe Drogon was more intelligent than that, who knows. But overall, he was still an animal who obeyed commands and he ate people pretty indiscriminately when left to his own devices. So we are not talking about Draco from Dragonheart level of intelligence here. Meaning, if Drogon could read Daenerys's thoughts, or he could see the world through her eyes, then that logic still tracks that Daenerys was thinking about the chair as her final thoughts and that's the last thing Drogon knew. So that's why Drogon melted the chair instead of munching on Jon Snow. Then Drogon takes Daenerys's body and flies back off to the east. We really can't be certain where Drogon went, but I would guess that he went to Daenerys's last home to bring her body to Dario Naharis, who was left in charge of Marine, which means another war could be sparked over Danny's death. Although it's also equally plausible that Dario would keep his mouth shut, keep his current position of power, and not risk losing all of that for the sake of a girl who kind of rejected him in the end. Oh, and last point I want to cover. I don't think Viserion or Rhaegal had the same kind of link with Daenerys. I think that they more or less followed the lead of Drogon or that Drogon was communicating orders down to the others. And that lack of a link might mean that Viserion and Rhaegal are not the same kind of dragons as Drogon. They are different colors and they could have been petrified by some man-made means for aesthetic purposes, which stranger things have happened in this series, so why not? But that would mean that none of the three dragons are related by blood and only Drogon has a bloodline that directly connects to Daenerys, which would also mean that only Drogon could be intuitive about where Daenerys is and what she wants. But I definitely do believe that Drogon and Daenerys are a connected, psychically linked pair. It might not be reality, but theories are more fun. Well, family members, we're almost done, but I want to invite you to hang out with me in some other places. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as my own personal self. And I have a Facebook page too, but I mostly just post photos over there. And sometimes people say, hey, McGann, I want to mail you something. How do I do that? Easy. Just click the About tab on my channel page and my most current P.O. Box info will be right there. I also run another channel, The Family. It's really a hodgepodge channel where we might post anything. Oh yeah, and I also sell shirts and stickers and stuff with The Family and the Fangirl logos. If that is your cup of tea, I have a link in every description of every video. Finally, if you want to help out The Fangirl channel and make sure I'm putting out video essays for years to come, the best way you can help is by subscribing and watching more of my videos, whether they're new, old, whatever. Maybe even share one or two on social media, help spread the word. People who watch to the end of videos like you helps to tell the site, hey, this is a good video. We should recommend it to other people. So if you made it this far, leave me a comment of something like, hey, I made it to the end. Love ya. See you next time, family members. Bye.